But right now, let's hear a little bit about the story behind The Lion Sings Tonight. Let's go to the story behind The Lion Sleep Tonight. We'll go one through three. It all began back in 1909 in what is present-day Swaziland, when a man by the name of Solomon Linda was born. Linda grew up in the Masinga, in rural Zululand as a typical kid of the time. He herded cattle, and although he couldn't read or write, he had a connection to music, and was strongly influenced by the new syncopated music that had swept across South Africa. In his 20s, he moved to Johannesburg, where he led an a cappella band that entertained local beer halls. It was in 1939 when a talent scout at Gallows Records invited Linda's group, the original Evening Birds, to record an album. Here is where they would come to produce their most famous hit, Mbube, which is Zulu for Lion. The song was inspired by an experience Linda had herding cattle, which a lion wouldn't leave his presence. The lyrics were so simple, but its call and response chants and harmonies were so mesmerizing that the song came to define a whole generation of Zulu a cappella singing, a style that became known simply as Mbube. Many music scholars say that the hit song was the first African record to sell 100,000 copies. And although record sales flourished, it wasn't until 1951 that it was released to the masses in the film Cry the Beloved Country. Mm. Now let's listen to the sad truth behind this song that written by Solomon Linda, a African Zulu, about ins- inspiration from a lion following him in his herd. Let's go to one through three. The story begins in Johannesburg, South Africa, 1938. A group of Zulu singers called Solomon Linda and the Evening Birds step into the first recording studio ever set up in sub-Saharan Africa. And they record a song called Mube, which in Zulu stands for the lion. And it sounded like this. However, a copy of the record managed to make its way to New York City in the early 1950s, where it was found in a pile by legendary folklorist Alan Lomack. Without actually hearing any of the records in the box from Africa, Lomack thought his friend Pete Seeger, a famous folk singer at the time, would be interested in them. And so Pete Singer and the Weavers sang this song and became a hit record in 1951. But now let's go to the Jay Siegel story. He's a 15-year-old kid growing up in Brooklyn who decides to sing this song on the street corner. Wimaway, which is the wrong name of Mabube, and how this becomes The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Listen to this. Let's go one through five. Okay, when I was about 15 years old, I lived in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York, in a, in a little town called Brighton Beach. And in the summertime... 
That's what we used to do. We used to hang out on the beach. And uh, every few blocks was a different singing group. And every time uh, we used to sing this song, it used to draw a big crowd. Everybody used to hear this, and they used to run over to listen to, uh, to us sing the song. And also, that's how we used to get the girls, because the girls used to come over, and that's how we used to meet girls, by singing on the beach. And little did I know, that little song that we used to sing for fun on the beach would become a number one record all over the world, and it was the biggest hit in the history of rock and roll, and it went a little bit like this. It went, And that became The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Oh. I was in the chorus in my high school, and uh, this kid was sitting next to me. His name was Neil Sedaka, and he started this rock and roll group. And uh, we made a few records, and we did a couple of TV shows back when I was only about 16 years old. And after a while, wow. we broke up, and Sedaka went on his own, and we reformed the tokens again. And that started our career off. Tonight I Fell in Love, our first big hit record. Very complicated lyrics. <laughs> Anybody can relate to those kind of lyrics. You know, I fell in love, I want the stars above to know it tonight, I fell in love, you know. But uh, those were the songs back then. That was a, uh, you know, that was a big hit, but, you know, that was a one hit. Who knew, who knew what was going to happen after that record? We didn't want to be a one-hit wonder, as they call them, you know. And our contract was almost going to be over, and we went up to our producers, and they asked us, what else do we have? And I started to sing Wim Away, and they said, well, that's, that's very unusual. We recorded the song. It was a very strange record for the time, which I still think it is for this time. It's still very unique. And the other guys in the group didn't want that record to come out. They thought it was too weird. It's never going to happen. Uh, but, the, you know, I said, I think it has a shot, and, and I think it, would, it could be a commercial success. We were at a meeting at RCA Victor, and the president of RCA Victor called us up to his office. He said, I'm, gonna send, I'm, I'm sending you guys to Rome to do a show in Rome. So we all thought we're going to Rome, New York. You know, Rome, Italy? We did a big, big TV show, and the uh, <laughs> biggest variety show all over Europe. It was called Studio One. Mm, this is just a story about what I always tell you. You want to have a happy life? Find the gift that God gave you and share it with the world. That's all Jay Siegel ever wanted to do, was sing in that falsetto voice. He didn't have a nine-to-five job. He got paid to use that gift that God gave him that he discovered in himself. And each of us have a gift. You just need to find it. This whole idea that this song started in Zulu a hundred years beforehand, just an amazing story of what you can learn from the wilderness. When I go surfing and that seal pops his head up or that dolphin comes within five feet of me as I'm paddling, what are they saying? I think about it all the time. You can walk outside in your backyard or open up the window and listen to spring that's arriving. Listen to those birds. Look at the flowers changing. Just like Solomon Linda listened to the sounds of nature as he herded his cattle and the lion was following them. The wildlife is all around us, but the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. And at 8.15, my guest is an expert in what exactly is going on around us in the world of wildlife. I cannot wait to talk to Nate Johnson. Coming up next, we'll do some clap revision. I'll take your calls. The number is 
ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.